Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! So today is Thursday, and it is 2.35 p.m. I am starting my podcast really late today. It's a medium day here in Central Florida. Um, Why am I starting my podcast so late? Well, the restless leg syndrome got the better of me last night and I was up until about quarter to four and this morning I decided that there is no guilt and no uh, remorse in getting the correct amount of sleep by staying in bed later in the day. I got nothing to do until 3.30 and there's no pressing boot on my neck telling me when to get out of bed and what to do. And so since I have... You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show takes a so, super duper uh, long time yeah. to boot it up. Um, and so I, anyways, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay! A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. Right. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens, right? Restless leg syndrome, and I'm not taking medication for it, and it is a disability. And since I also am dealing with mental health issues that spring forth from the restless legs syndrome and from, you know, the repercussions of treating restless leg syndrome over the years, I feel that I'm entitled to give myself patience and understanding and time. And since I'm dealing with some very serious issues within my family and within my social world, I think it's fair to treat myself accordingly. And since I am prone to depression, I think it's also important to keep that in mind and not make myself feel bad and add what my counselor calls unnecessary um, pain and suffering when I'm already suffering. Okay. So here's what here goes the podcast. So last night I did not get any sleep until four in the morning. I had restless legs really bad. Um, I paced around the house. I tried to stay zen about it. The one key thing that I can do, that I do do, and that is probably the most best thing I can do, because I can't control when the restless legs comes on or when it doesn't come on. And it usually comes on around the same time, and it usually leaves around the same time, within an hour, within a half hour. I can't control that, really. I mean, I think there are some things I can do, like sugar definitely is a no-no, especially after a certain time of day. Um, Dairy products are not helpful at night. Um, So there's that. There's things I can do. But then, for the most part, I can't control it. And I think that one of the most important things that I can do and do do is to, and it's very hard, is to just not add anxiety on top of the already discomfort so i'm having restless legs it's three in the morning i want to go to sleep i feel guilty that i'm going to be up all night uh it feels tweakery to me it feels druggy to me you know the whole restless leg syndrome phase when i'm in it at late at night it just feels very sinister and and just not right and so the one thing i do that is very important and key is to not allow it to taint my psyche 
I don't let it get me down. I just go, okay, I have restless legs. I have a project I can work on now. I have paintings in my kitchen. I have three paintings and a set of paints just set up all night, ready to go. So if I get up, I just open up the paint tube and put some paint on the canvas. I don't even have a painting in mind. I'm just slopping paint on a canvas and just playing with it. And um, so that's the thing I can do is not let it get me into a... I can't let it let me get... I can't let... the Restless legs is bad enough. Okay, great. I can't let it turn into like a compounded situation. I can't let the restless legs turn into depression, turn into anxiety, turn into guilty feelings and lead into all kinds of nightmarish crap. I can't allow that. I just don't. I can't. And so the most important thing I do is when I get the restless legs, I just accept it. Okay, it's not easy. I didn't say it was easy. Find it anywhere where you can quote me saying it's easy and I will dispute it. I don't think it's easy. It's not easy. And then that brings me to morning. And in the morning, the only thing I can do really is to try to stretch out the morning sleep. Like I sleep really good at six in the morning. Like you would not believe how good I sleep at six in the morning. Six till nine, really sleeping good. If I can extend that sleep till 11 o'clock, get out of bed at 11 and treat 11 o'clock like seven in the morning, like eight in the morning, you know, like just my eight in the morning is 11 in the morning. And if I could just get my head, and I've been working on this for three years, but if I could just get my head wrapped around it, that 11 o'clock in the morning is 8 o'clock in the morning for me, and make all of my plans in the day accordingly. So if, if 11 o'clock is my 8 o'clock, then that means that noon is 9, 1 is 10, so I shouldn't plan anything before 1 or 2 in the afternoon. And I'm trying very hard to do that. And I should also plan my evening activities accordingly. That makes 9 p.m. my dinner time. And that means that 10, 11, 12 p.m. are like my, you know, activity. And like evening activity time. Time to go for a walk, whatever. And I like long walks. And now that my foot, you know, is broken, I am sort of trying to avoid getting an aversion to walking. And so I walk shorter walks, but more of them. And that works fine for now. Um, so that's my talk about restless leg syndrome for today. I, I do want to go into a little bit about depression because I am suffering from depression. I do have symptoms of depression. Uh, like for example, today, I just, what my symptom today is, is I'm very upset that I don't have things to do. I'm upset that I don't have a lot of things on my plate, that I don't have a project, I don't have a job. You are listening to... The one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. Nowhere to go, no one to talk to all day long. It gets me upset. And yet I don't really have the motivation to do the three things that I have on my plate already. I have a vocal lesson and a dance class. That's two things. And I just feel zero motivation. I want to call the lesson off. I want to not go to dance. I just don't have the motivation to do the things already on my plate and yet I feel bad about not doing anything all day and yet I didn't get any sleep last night and I'm entitled to have a day where I don't do anything so it all it's all combining it's causing me depression my father is very you know in a very bad position and um, you know it's all just coming to a boil with me 
I don't really know the answer, but I know that talking about it helps. And if there's somebody out there listening to my podcast and you're like in my position, hang in there because you're going to listen to me. I'm going to get through it and then that way you'll get through it too. Holiday periods are hard. So, um, anyway, my friend and I were talking about taking a trip. We want to go out of the country. And it came to my attention today that to travel out of the country, to return back into the country, one needs to prove of a vaccine and or a negative COVID test within the last two days. And I, I personally, I am so tired of the government taking control of things they don't have control over. I want to know when in history, I want someone who listens, I want you to point this out to me. I want to know where in history has a government really ever done anything that has, you know, they get into power saying that they want to help the people. But whenever the government says they're going to help you, what that really means is they want to control you. And you ask, why would anybody want to control me? What has anybody got a, a thing about? What is, who cares what I'm doing? And <clears throat> what I want to explain about that is that there's a, a type of, and, and this is where we get in trouble as a people because there's a huge chunk of you out there that say to yourself, why would anybody care what I'm doing? I don't care if somebody watches me. What if, I'm not doing anything that interesting. The problem is that what you don't realize is that, and this is what, what caused humanity to get where we are, is the people that are good, the good people, we don't think like bad people. We think like good people. And we don't realize how nefarious and bad bad people really can be. And people do. People out there, they want to, you know why they want to control you? Because they can. They want to control you because they can. The more power that somebody has over another human, the more they want more power. It's a, it's a, it's a process of the way that the human brain works. There's nothing that can be done about it except for to be aware of it and to overcome it by making limits on power and being aware that governments, there's never been a government in all of history that did not eventually turn on its own people, round them up and kill them to try to control people. It's really about, if you boil it all down, it's about resources and who controls them and for whom. And so if you're the person at the top, you want to control the resources for yourself. And in so doing, you make slaves out of everyone else. Because if I have all the water and I have all the food and I have all the medicine and you need food, water, and medicine, who are you going to go to for it? You're going to come to me. And I know that I have power over you. I know I can have power over your life and death. You want medicine from me? You do? What are you willing to do to get it? Oh, well, I think you need to do a little more than that. And the more that I can get you to do, the more I will want you to do because I'll get drunk on the power. And I say I, speaking as a collective we, as humans, it's nothing we can do about it. We're humans. 
Okay, so what is the answer? Okay, what is the answer? We're halfway through the podcast. We need answers. The answer, there's two answers. There's one real answer and then one sort of halfway answer. The halfway answer is awareness. You have to be willing, and so many people are not, you have to be willing to deal with reality as it is. Okay, I have family members, they just can't face reality. It's really frustrating for me. They live in a delusion, and when you try to break through their delusion, they just will not bend. So thing number one is you gotta face reality. Okay, my reality is I come from an abusive family. I've been in denial about it for years. It has caused me great dismay, and now that I'm trying to get out from under it, it's causing me more dismay because now I have to learn how to be without basically recreating the same negative situations around me. And it's hard and it's lonely and it's difficult. So facing the reality is number one. And the second thing, which is really the big thing, is you have to understand that you need God's help. Okay? It cannot be done without the power of God. Now, I'm not going to tell you how you're supposed to find God and how you're supposed to believe in God and how you're supposed to pray or do. You can figure that out all on your own. That's between you and God. I believe personally that every person's relationship with God is, is their own and it should be their own and it's personal and it should be personal and it's unique and it should be unique and so the way that I understand and I speak to and hear and listen to and obey God and worship God I'm Dave Fremlin and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show it doesn't have to be the way you do it as long as it's done according to how God told me to do it you know what I mean? And so I um, I have a very personal relationship with God. I believe God always gives me everything I want. You know, whenever I've been worried about money, I've always like tried to, re- tried to deal with the money and then I put money in my account and then the next day money comes unexpectedly from somewhere. So I'm trying to just let go of any worry about money. And, you know, the way that I do it, is when I start getting nervous and anxious and feel weird, I just start thinking about God. I think any thought I possibly can about God. God will take care of this. Da 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 da. Anything. I fill my head up with God. I don't. And then I might or might not be in the consciousness to pray or ask. But usually, I just start filling my head up with the thoughts about God, and it usually overwhelms any of the negative thinking that's in my in my. Um, consciousness so that's one way that I do it you know it's, for me works very very well and then I just have a belief you know I just I just have this belief I've made it this far in life and things have always worked out and so it would be very stupid of me to think that all of a sudden for no reason that things are going to suddenly not work out you know what I mean it doesn't make any sense there's no logic or reason in going there so um, I'm going to make, I guess it's a short podcast today. I don't really want to force myself to babble on about things I don't know about. But I do want to um, mention briefly, I hope that you haven't taken the vaccine. I hope you're paying attention. 
we are getting more. Okay, I want to know this. Who would take a vaccine? The Pfizer doesn't want to release the information about the vaccine for 50 years. So we're taking an experimental vaccine, forced to take an experimental vaccine for a disease that doesn't exist, that doesn't make anyone sick, that nobody dies from, whereas the vaccine has killed more people than any vaccine in history combined. And we don't get to know anything about the ingredients or the, or the repercussions or any information about the research for 50 years. And you're going to go ahead and just blindly take that vaccine. I, I don't know what's wrong with you, honestly. And I have lost everyone in my family over the vaccine. I'm not going to say I've lost them like they're dead. I've lost them ideologically and uh, in my life. They're not physically in my life. And the reason is because when they were going to vaccinate my father, I said, look, I object to this. I think that you need to like pay attention. My dad has allergies. He's got Alzheimer's. Where's the research? And my brothers, they did not want to hear that. They didn't want to listen to me. They didn't want to slow down. They were doing it. We're doing it right now. Screw you. And all I asked for was slow down. Think about it. And they didn't want to do that. And now my father's dying. And there's been a huge acceleration in his condition since the vaccine. And my family don't want to admit it. But ultimately, you know, it's very, very hard for me. Because I saw the truth, I saw the writing on the wall, I tried to warn people, I was shunned, I was, I was basically kicked out of my family. You know, they think I just you know, got huffy and left. The way I see it is they completely, they said to my face that they respected me and thought I was smart, but when a very important family decision had to be made and I said, let's just pause on this, there was no listening whatsoever to my point of view, none shut down and when i said look I, I i have been reading about this i got told i didn't know how to read so um you take that for what it's worth i mean i know i've been bitching about it for a while i came to this conclusion last night or the day before and this might be important i don't know i'm gonna say it anyway i've been really upset because i'm holding all this anger inside of me i'm holding all this animosity and resentment I, I, I feel it every day it's causing me great depression it's very detrimental it's hurting me and i keep saying i need to forgive these people i want i want to get past this i've been praying to god to help me and then i thought i got an answer from god and the answer was yes there will be forgiveness eventually and there will be healing eventually but now is too close the wound is too new to expect it to heal this quickly. And I should know better than anyone about how long it takes to heal because I suffer from broken everything. I had broken ribs, took year, like a year to heal. I had I've had 10 surgeries. Every one of them takes longer than the one before to heal. And you really have to give things time to heal properly or you'll end up having another problem. And so... Um, yes, I have it in my heart that I want to forgive these people. I want to move past it. I want to get on. But I also know that things take time and that as long as I continue to hurt myself with the same problem, i.e. going back to the situation, that the problem can't heal if it's continually being exacerbated. So being away from my family, being separated, although it's lonely, although it's hard, 
I think ultimately it's a strengthening process that will lead me to a better place. And, you know, it's given me clarity and I'm not making the problem any worse by staying in it. And, you know, you remove the drugs and then you're no longer doing the damage, but it doesn't mean the damage immediately heals from what's already been done. It takes time. And so I'm willing to give it time. And so that's where my head is at today. I hope you enjoy listening to my podcast. I hope that made sense on some level because I really didn't have a clear, I shot from the hip today. I didn't have any clear thing to talk about. And I did a take two, which means I did a whole podcast before and I didn't like it. All right, you guys, I'm going to leave you with that. Have a happy day. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.